Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Secret Headquarters. Directed by Henry Ross and Ariel Shulman, Secret Headquarters is the superhero film starring Owen Wilson and Walker Scobell. The movie is out now on Paramount Plus, but if you haven't watched Secret Headquarters yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Described as Green Lantern meets Iron Man, Secret Headquarters explores what happens when you find out your dad is a superhero. Luke, you have the plot. Charlie Kincaid and his friends discover the secret headquarters of the powerful superhero, The Guard, hidden beneath his father's home and must defend it when bad guys Ansel Argon and Sean Irons show up attempting to steal The Guard's tech. Yeah, I want to I wanna start with like, a big disclaimer with this movie. It's definitely a kid's film. So bearing that in mind... I guess all criticisms <laughs> almost need to be, I think, leveled. Is that, is that the right? Well, it's a it's a, it's, it's a PG. Yeah, it's a, it's a PG family comedy, and there's a superhero in it. But your main characters are the kids. Yes. I mean, if you're going into this film, and uh, do you know what? We're I'm really on. looking forward yeah. to seeing a new Owen Wilson film. <laughs> This is not the one for you. Is it at the beginning? Yeah. It comes back at the end, but it's, it's you know, it's on all the posters. And <laughs> he's really, not he's his really film. big on the posters. I mean, this movie well. belongs to Walker, Scobell, and do you know what? That's okay. Oh, he's he massive on the posters. I no. mean, there's one poster where it's, it's just him. Walker, Scobell, I mean, he was great as a young Ryan Reynolds in The Adam Project, and he's good here. And we're going to see him again soon. As Percy Jackson yeah. in the new Disney Plus um, TV series, much it's like film, is it? it's TV series, much like Emperor Palpatine, you know, like it's like I will watch your career with great interest. <laughs> like I'm looking forward to where, where this kid's going to go because he is he is a bit of a superstar gun, and yeah, in this movie, like he's he's a delight. He's a delight. I just wish I mean the movie gave is, him more yes. in terms of you know intellectual dialogue and, and stuff like that. Look, look. This is a this is a superhero movie. It's well, it's about these kids uncovering the secret identity of this superhero, which happens to be one of their dads. It's a very exciting concept. Um, but in a world, in a world where we've already got super, an abundance of superhero movies, and you know, a large number of them, I'm looking at you know, I'm looking at that Marvel side of things, where a lot of them are scaled down to be very easily digested by what I would say would be the target audience of, of this movie, which is around, you know, like that eight to 13 year old kind of demographic. I feel like the Marvel movies that, that, okay, cater for that. Yeah. So no, this movie potentially, this movie potentially could have been, you know, like a little bit more elevated, but I feel like, I feel like, at not one point did they go, hey, let's make a genuinely, you know, like grounded movie. I feel like they always, and, and then like sort of dumbed it down. I feel like they, they made a movie already dumbed down and they, I, I don't know. It's, it just feels like a movie from like the 2000s. Like, yeah. Okay. You know, let me, let there's me movies talk. that I rented and went, <laughs> I'm probably old, too old, yeah. this, but I'm having a good time. 
I don't know. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying, Marvel films. Like, that's fair, you know, eight, eight and above. You know, and you're saying this could have been more like that. Oh, this could have been more like something that exists. I like that this is something <laughs> different and it's skewing younger. I mean, how many Marvel films are there? How many more is there going to be? No, I mean, but I just mean I've like... got to be honest, this did skew a lot younger and that was a good thing for me and for my youngest. She's five. We watched this together and I, I purposely watched it with her. Like I wasn't going to sit and watch this by myself. We sat down together and she enjoyed it. There's a show that she watches on TV, which I've got to be honest, I'm not into, but it's on in the background. She likes it. It's called Kid Danger or Harvey Danger or something like that. It's a you know a kid show about a teen superhero. It's yeah, more kiddie than what it. we're getting with this. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that is a lot more kiddie than what we're getting here. But I mean, Marvel have just put out I Am Groot. That's that was her first introduction to Marvel Studios because everything is skewing older. So, so you're saying that, that this I mean, film exists and it's playing kiddier. No, I mean, like again, like you know, your daughter's five, so granted, but I mean, I identified what I thought the target audience of this movie was like eight to, to 13 year olds or something. And for that audience, which I think is actually the demographic, I feel like kids are way more advanced these days. And it's just like, this is too, this is still too dumb for <laughs> It's just too simple. I don't think and- they are. That's the, that's the, I don't think they are the demographic. Because they are watching so, Marvel films. So you think the demographic think, for this movie is more like five to eight? I mean, not necessarily. Well, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, f- five to eight. Wow, okay. I mean, because it's, it's a film where the main characters are, what, what, how old are they, 12? Yeah, or thereabouts. 13. So it's, you know, kids watching older kids. But anyway... I I think it's okay that this movie exists, but I was curious, right? Because, you know, we watched it together and I thought it'd be interesting just to get a a few comments from my five-year-old, just to get her take. I was trying to find out, what did you like about it? Is she coming on air? Is she, have you got it? She's she's, she's in bed. (laughs) We're recording this late at night. She's in bed. (laughs) But I was just asking her and just a little, I've got a couple of bullet points here, right? She liked... All the kids, except for Charlie, you know, the main kid. She did not like Charlie. And when I asked her why, her reason, he wasn't funny. And it's going to what you were saying before. You know, they didn't really give him a lot to do. (laughs) And he was, he was playing it straight. His friends were kooky. And I guess she chuckled a couple of times when he was nervous, he burped. Again, childish. Like They're going younger with, with the humor. She liked the superhero and when i asked her about the superhero could not remember his name got to be honest the guard shit name guardian would have been better they referred to him being a guardian but the guard as a name shocking oh and there was a moment so when you've got michael pina and he's in his bad guy suit and you've got wilson in the good guy suit you and i it's easy to know which one is which I mean, body shape. I mean, not to, I don't mean to body shame, but it, one's clearly taller than the other. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> she asked which one is which, which was right. a fair question for a five-year-old because they're both in suits. And I just said to her, red for bad guy. She's like, got it. Mm. And she was able to follow it. So again, <laughs> it's that Power Rangers logic. It's that kid's logic. 
like red is bad. You got to bring up Light oranges every good. that we do. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I have done recently. What was the last thing we reviewed? Oh yeah, no, nope. No, I found a way to mention Power Rangers. Hey, the characters were color coordinated. It was a thing that happened. But yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, this is a movie that. I mean, do you know what? It's a Paramount Plus original film. I'm pretty sure it's the first one we've reviewed. I mean, yeah, because you, yeah, you refused to do Paw Patrol, the movie. Um. <laughs> hey, I watched that at the cinema way before you watched it at home, so don't give me that. But yes, this is the first Paramount Plus movie. So, you know, it's good that we're finally doing one of those. I thought it was interesting. What, the movie? Right. <laughs> the, the references that the kids had, they were all on brand. So again... This is a Paramount Plus film. You've got the kids, the mentioning MTV Cribs, mm-hmm. which is owned by Paramount. I mean, is that even a thing anymore? Is MTV I, I, Cribs still a show? What, I don't know. What is, is MTV even? Is, I thought MTV was just I mean, like trash TV now. <laughs> I mean, MTV Entertainment, they're making like new beers and butterhead and whatever else they're doing. So they're still making content. Right, but right. it seemed odd that a 12-year-old was mentioning MTV Cribs, but the mentioning movies and shows, and each time they do, I'm like, hey, that's also Paramount. That, I mean, SpongeBob SquarePants gets a shout out. And it's like, yeah, they keep saying Paramount things in this Paramount film. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, Distracted me. You know, it did nothing for my kids. She didn't um, realize. Oh, the, the opening, how cool was it? seeing the Jerry Bruckheimer logo. We don't see it enough nowadays. Yeah, we got it before. We did get it before Top Gun Maverick, didn't we? Or did they do the Bruckheimer Don Don Simpson? Mm. Well, I don't recall. But anyway. But you know what? We've got Bruckheimer. Seeing that might have falsely set me up for some quality. I might have been expecting a little bit too much. Not in terms of like, you know, a quality film, but just I was like, Maybe the action of this movie is going to be pretty damn awesome. Holy shit. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, even, feel that I didn't even see I the see. trailer. Right. I didn't see the trailer before watching the film. I saw the poster. I was purely going off the poster. But when I saw the opening with Jerry Bruckheimer, knowing this was a film starring Owen Wilson, it took me back to 98. Armageddon. The last time those guys worked together. Hmm. That was pretty magic. Let's go to the... Oh, no, actually, I was going to say let's go to the bad guys. Let's let's go through the good guys because, you know, we've got some fun characters there. We've got Burger, who I'm pretty sure is the kid that was in that... Oh, what was that film called? Was it Good Boys? Remember that R-rated comedy that came That's out a few years ago? Yes, yes. It was one of the I three... I knew I'd recognise his name from somewhere. Didn't go to the effort of looking up. Just didn't care enough. But <laughs> there we go. Well, th- that's that's him. That's like he was good in this. He plays his best mate Burger, who looks like he's like twice Charlie's age. I mean, I know he's just a tall kid, but he looks so much older than everybody else. But he was fun, and you know the gags that he had, and you know when he's got the device over his head and his head, he looks headless, and you know there's some good visual gags in there, and you know you got the montage where they're learning to use their the new, not so much powers, but using the weapons, other friends, Maya, Lizzie, you know, the, the work um, work well together. You know, Big, um, Mac, yeah, Big Mac, the older guy, the older brother of Burger. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> oh, 
Burger, the, the 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 pitch of his scream works for me every time. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, look, to be honest, like the first half of this movie, when it is pretty much just the kids, um, you know, like discovering the the secret headquarters and playing with all the all like the gadgets and and stuff like that, and then like the bad guys show up and there's a bit of antics there. Even though I was like. I was like, come on, man. It's almost been an hour. Where the hell is Owen Wilson? I was, in a guilty way, kind of just enjoying them kind of just being kids and and, and it was just because, you know, not that there's too much to these characters, but, like, the kid actors, what they're doing, like, they really seem like a fun bunch of little rascals. And, you know, there is something delightful there and, and charming. So I'm not going to be a big old grump about this. Like, there is fun to be had there with them <laughs> you know a good comparison for this film i'm not saying it's as good as the other film but sky high oh it's been it's been a few years i know you, you guys uh sounds like comics just today is that out already have you guys posted that i think you have yeah Whoops. yeah, yeah. You, you think that's, i'd know um, you think i know it's been a few years since i've checked that out but i, I remember enjoying that but it was very colourful. Holds right? up. <laughs> it holds up. It holds up. I mean, I remember it came out in 2005, the same year as Batman Begins. And then, so, you know, Jay was on the podcast with me. And, you know, I'm like, I didn't think he was going to say yes, but I'm like, did you watch this at the cinema? And he did. And so did I. We both watched it at the cinema. Because, again, it came out the same year as Batman Begins. It came out the same year as Tim Story's Fantastic Four. But back in 05, it wasn't like it is today. So if something was vaguely comic book related, superhero, even though it was an original property, yeah, I was there for it. And Kurt Russell as a superhero. Bruce Campbell, Linda Carter, that is a good film. Back to this film. <laughs> Secret Headquarters, the bad guy. So we've got Jesse Williams, and he's with Wilson at the beginning or I should probably start referring to him as Jack, Jack Kingade. And the device doesn't go to Irons. It goes to Jack instead. And then you've got Irons, who's referred to a lot as Captain Irons. And I kept thinking, Iron Man, Captain America, are they trying to put those characters into my head? And he ends up being a good guy, really. He was just wanting the technology for the world. And then you've got Ansel Argon, played by Michael Pena, and he's just a straight-up bad guy. But then, again, the type of movie that it is, oh, it just becomes yeah. <laughs> really silly. In fact, I say, in fact, I'm going to go one step further. Too silly. It goes too silly. I mean, when he's still in the secret headquarters, like he's killing People that are working for him. Because you've got that one guy. Yeah, I'm a bad guy, but I won't kill kids. And then, you know, he's like, Argon's saying, okay, shoots him. Okay, so people are getting killed in this film. And then you find out that he's wearing the winter suit. So he's overheating. He's dancing. He's trying to show swag. And that whole thing, the school at the end, it does get too silly. Michael Pena is too good for this film he should i like what the, the his character in this is is just rubbish <laughs> like it's a, it's a, I don't it's mean, a he's, he's saying that and um, i mean i i like him i like michael pena 
But do you know what? Does he always make the best choices? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, it was. And I, I don't mean to go on the attack, but and, and again, no, and I like needs, him. He needs to be making better choices. He does. He does. Please. I mean, fancy Island. <laughs> I mean, he needs to. Yeah, he <laughs> does. He, he pops up in. He pops up in some things, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, you you can do you can do better than this." Yeah. But look, you I know, mean, I'm sure he's at a point in his career where he can turn some things down. Uh, that that's it. Like the, this was not a like. I mean, again, that aside, his just his character, just just rubbish. I what they should have done is maybe just scrap that character completely. I think the story with with Jesse Williams's character, Sean Irons, you know, like the whole almost like spin it as like a bit of a revenge thing, like a jealousy thing. I Like he was chosen over me. I think if they had done more with that, fleshed that out, given him a bit of a backstory, and I'm not saying you like create Shakespeare here. I'm just saying, give it something, <laughs> like give us something to work with. That character could have been quite interesting. And then maybe, yeah, do you know what? maybe I, redeemed I, at I, the end, or maybe if, maybe yeah. if Michael Pena's character, was secretly the bad guy, and then that's when Jesse Williams's character, you know, Irons changes sides and been like, you know, like we've been butting heads this whole time, and it's actually, oh no, that guy's actually, and then maybe he has a redemption thing. I don't know. Whatever. I agree with you. That's a lot more layered. I I do think Again, we can't make it too layered because obviously they're trying to yeah. keep it simple. But that's still, it. That's it. You don't have to just deliver shit <laughs> you can give us something better and there was potential what's, with that character what's happening though is i mean yeah sean irons is a much more interesting character really liking what jesse williams is doing here michael pena coming in as the bad guy ansel argon you know we've seen this character so many times before but when we first introduced right okay he's clearly the bad guy but let's let's see where this goes. And then again, middle of the movie is in the secret headquarters. People are getting killed. Is going on the attack. But it, for me, his character falls down when he gets that third act, and it just <laughs> becomes silly. Owen Wilson rocks up, or Jack Kincaid rocks up as the guard is in the suit. The fighting, ah, oh, he's overheating. The stopping. They're taking a break. He's having a drink mm. of water. He's hurting his back. It's crazy. I, w- I would have thought, you know, again, it's not until the, the one hour mark that Owen Wilson shows up again. And I thought, you know, like, because I'm here for Owen Wilson. I want to see him doing superhero antics. I thought that's when the movie was going to kick in the gear. The movie actually got worse. <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot more action. But like you said, there's just like so many weird things happening that I just kept zoning out i was like like what is happening suddenly we're we're at the dance and it's like they're biffing on there and i'm just like i don't care anymore. <laughs> it's like i well, just the, the villain just with this film like, the villain became a joke yeah the villain just became a joke so that all any kind of tension was gone the I mean, action I, and the guard amazing there's the, the guard isn't that fun as a superhero but i was oh, gonna say God. the guard takes so long it takes so long. I get that he's flying. It's impressive. He's got his super suit. But when he finds that his son's in danger, it's 
you've still got so much more movie to go before the guard actually arrives. So it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's okay. It's, it's going to get there. It's going to be impressive. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then he just, yeah, again, like the, the villain falls flat. So when I was defending the film earlier, I wasn't defending it like for me as a guy in his late thirties, you know, watching this movie, it was more from like a kid's perspective. Like I know that my five-year-old enjoyed it. I enjoyed the experience of watching it with her, but if it had just been me by myself, let's say a Saturday night, I'm going to put a movie on and I sit there, watch this movie. I would not be having a good time. I absolutely not. Would not be having a good time, but then I'm not the audience. But then, you know, like, just to go go back to what you were saying about Sky High, like that's a fantastic movie to compare because it very much fits into the same mold, demographic, style of film, genre even, yet you can watch that alone and have a good time with it and enjoy it. Like I know, but that was 17 years ago. No, no, but you just <laughs> did it, didn't you? And you still say it holds up. You had a good time. It does. It does. But there's something There's something about when you first experience something. Okay, you know what? I'm going to go back to Paw Patrol. Obviously, different genre, a lot more kiddie than this. For some sick reason, I enjoyed watching it. It's a delightful little thing. And I'm, my brain clearly tells me, like, this is for like preschoolers. This is for like very small, tiny humans. But I'm like, this is a delightful little film. It's made for that audience, but I can see how it's enjoyable. And, you know, the kid fell asleep. Me and my wife just kept watching it. There's something wrong with us. I know. But I mean, I mean that's that an example one... of yeah, it but... can still work for us as adults. We don't have yeah, to sit there and go, no, this is only for that audience and it's not working for me. Obviously, you know, we're a unique breed where obviously we can watch different kinds of films all over the place. But, I mean, it doesn't have to be one or the other. And we say that a lot about family films, kids' films, animated films. They don't always have to have that one thing. And, again, I still think the audience is a, is meant to be a little bit older and I feel like it was dumbed down that they would just be... I, I would love to get... Let's find a 10-year-old and watch that we need like 10 year olds to do some reviews i have one i have a 10 year old did she, she watch didn't want to watch it she, <laughs> she knows better. Watch it. she knew she did, better. well she, she didn't want to watch it because she's too old again i'm sticking by that that they were skewing younger with this you know paw patrol i took my kids to the movies i watched that one at the cinema and i don't think i've said it on the podcast before i'm not just talking about the film just paw patrol in general i hate it I know, we were, talk, we were talking about Paw Patrol. You were like, you're over it. Yeah, You've we had talk, 10 years of it, though. I mean, talking that's, that's off air, exactly. I've only had two, I've had a lot more. I've had two years of it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it in a few years. I have had my fill of... Paw Patrol the movie, too. Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my... Honestly, oh, God, it was like maybe a month ago. My, my youngest, she watched the Paw Patrol movie again. End credits. Do you know what she asked? Can I watch it again? I'm like, oh. when? Now? Oh, too much. No, when I watched it, I was like, in credits, I was like, where's Everest? Is she going to rock up in a post-credit scene? I would have been sick, but it didn't. No, anyway. Live action, Paul Patrol, I reckon, coming to Paramount Plus, just to keep it on brand. Oh, that, that, no, no, that's not a doubt, you. but that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. I know it's no, not. No, no, no. My, my um, kids would tell me. Do you know what? If that was... Okay. We've got to get back to this movie. But um, one... Um, 
one little aspect of this movie that I did like. There's the there's the mum character, or I'm not sure if she's the ex-wife or they've just separated, but I'd like I took it as ex, yeah. I like I'll take it as ex. I mean, yeah, they're definitely separated somewhere, but I don't know if they're you know divorced yet or not. Um, but I like that it's like, okay, you've got this guy, this IT guy who's on Wilson and he be- he gets his powers with his suit. He becomes his superhero, and then the next time you see the interaction between him and the and 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 you know the the partner, the wife, the the mum character, they're separated, and it's like yeah, becoming a superhero pretty much stuffed up his life. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of real. That's kind of real. It would have been good if they delved into it, but it was there, and I was like, I like that. You know, it wasn't like. Becoming a superhero is all fun and stuff. It was just a little element of realism. What I wanted a little bit more in terms of realism was, I guess, mainly mainly the kids, buddy. You know, like Charlie's reaction to finding out that his dad was a superhero. I don't feel like they actually dived into how a kid would actually react. And, and I know I'm probably analyzing this a little bit too much, but I'm just like, again, I feel like this movie was written by people in their 30s and 40s and just went, and yeah, no, he's excited and he's very happy and it's wonderful and it's all everything tied up in a nice little bow and it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's there's more of a real story that could have been told and I don't think that was explored enough with that kid. Again, I'm expecting too much from this movie. I get it. Do you know what? I, I have a recommendation for you. The TV series Superman and Lois. If you want to see <laughs> kids a little bit older, than, yeah. than Charlie finding out that that is a superhero. You know that is a perfect example of like the superhero father role in one, and it works in that show. And that could have oh, been perfectly. Yeah, here. I feel like the premise wasn't the premise was more was more so. Hey, what happens when a bunch of kids find a you know a superhero's you know Batcave, a superheroes, you know, like Fortress of Solitude. What happens when they come across the superheroes gadgets rather than what happens when I find out my dad is a superhero, which I feel like that was what was advertised, sold to us. And it doesn't really deliver on that because it is just kind of glazed over. It's like, oh, yeah, like he finds out and he's like, wow, wide eyed. And then that's it. And then it's like, we got to stop the bad guy. Eh. And it's a bit of a bit of a dud fight but i'm not gonna argue it could be better (laughs) it could have been better you know i was looking i was looking at the actress's name abby james witherspoon who plays lizzie she's the the daughter of reese witherspoon (laughs) she is the niece oh she's the niece what yeah i googled her i swear something on some website somewhere said like the youngest daughter Outrageous. My mistake. I, I mean, maybe your source is correct and my source is incorrect, but I, yeah, not from what I've seen, she's the niece. Yeah. I'll take your word for it until I can correct you. Young AJ is, is the niece of Hollywood superstar Reese Witherspoon. She made a movie debut in the 2015 road trip comedy Hot Pursuit. Anyway, that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, um, I think we should probably do the rating. 
yes, we should. Uh, what are you going to give this movie out of five? I forgot what number I will use. I'm going to be honest. I, I'm going to come in low with this one. My my daughter got a lot more out of it than I did. You know, I mean, Owen Wilson is always charming and he's bringing the charm here. Like, if you like Owen Wilson, the little bit of screen time he does get. No, nah, I'm joking. He is in it a fair bit, but he disappears for like a, like feels like a good hour, a good chunk of this movie. It's he's, a good hour. He's not there. <laughs> yeah, but when he's there, he's good, he's fun, you know. Yeah, but yeah, I'm going to come in low on this one. I'm going to come in at a two out of five. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. So, like, you're right. Like, when Owen Wilson is on screen, he's actually trying to do something with the material, and I give him so much credit for that. It's 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 a delight. Um, the kids in this movie is is pretty much the shining savior of of this film. Like, they're fun. They're they're likable. They're they're doing things, um, and I, I wish them all well. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm sure they all had a really good time. But this movie just flat out just could have and should have been better. Um, and I'm again I'm not talking it needs to be on that Shakespearean level. It just it didn't need to be as dumbed down as it needed to be. It still could have been a very family kid friendly film with just a little bit more elevation of of depth and storytelling characterization realism i I don't know just just all of the above um i'm gonna come in a bit lower than you 1.5 out of five i mean you had to come in lower (laughs) i mean i think so you 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 couldn't come in higher than what i did i mean we are you know we, we both didn't like, love this film, but I think I said a lot more, or I said more positive things than you did. So if I came in higher, it would have been something like we, we both had different thoughts. Or if um, I came in lower, should I say? Oh, madness. Um, but that's, yeah. Okay, cool. That's it. That's it. Um, we'll wrap up with some trivia, as we always do. And look, let's be honest, there's not much out there. But we mentioned um, Jerry Bruckheimer before. So I thought, hey, look, let's uh, let's see if we've got some connections here and we have this is actually the second collaboration and you did mention this kind of a little bit owen wilson and jerry bruckheimer um armageddon in 1998 but we also had michael pina previously was in jerry bruckheimer's film uh 12 strong from 2018 and just to make the connections even tighter just to make it seem like there's a little bit more to this trivia um of course owen wilson and michael pina have previously starred in the MCU. Wilson was in Loki in 2021 and Pina was in the first two Iron Man films and I'm sure they'll both be back in some capacity. That's... And by Iron Man, you mean Ant-Man. But that's Did okay. I say Iron Man? We all know Man. what you mean. I meant Ant-Man. You did, but it's all right. It's even written in front of me as Ant-Man. <laughs> I just can't read because I watched this movie and it made me dumb. <laughs> I mean, I, oh. I feel bad because I absolutely hijacked your Armageddon trivia because okay. you're right, I did say that earlier. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I had more to add. I had more to add, so it's all good. But it that's it for our review of Secret Headquarters. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Podcast. 
And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Prey and Nope. And be sure to check out our next review, Samaritan Stallone as a superhero. Oh my God, looking they just don't one. stop these superhero films. They're all over the place. That's okay. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it looks fun. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.